Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ricky V, and you're listening to episode 491 of the Evolutionary Radio Podcast. And in this one, I'm bringing back two great episodes that me and Steve did a little while ago, and they're still very, very relevant today. I think you guys should listen to them. And without further ado, check them out. What's up, guys? Evolutionary.org podcast coming your way. This is Steve Smee, and I'm with Rick. Hey, what's um, up, guys? What's up, Steve? And we have a caller who is on the line. And we have Seth on the line. Seth, how you doing, buddy? He's calling in. He's a longtime listener Good. of the show, a big fan. And he's calling us from big Boston. Bang, guys. Yep. You got the big Boston fan, guys. accent? Yeah. Yep. That's right, brother. <laughs> East Coast in the building. Yeah. We got a New Yorker <laughs> and a Boston guy on the line. I'm, I'm from the there South. There we go. We got a couple Beautiful. of Yankees here. We got, we got the East Coast cover from north to south, huh? <laughs> exactly. There we go. We cool, one. man. So Seth, um, Perfect. He's, he's a very inspiring story. Um, we, we talked to him pre-show. So Seth, first tell us. We're going to talk about his steroid cycle a little bit later. But first, we're going to talk about he was in a car accident. So Seth, how long ago were you in your car accident? Can you describe what happened? Did you get hit, like T-bone or something? You had a very serious injury. Tell us a little bit about that. Basically, it was one of those cases where just a mix of stupidity and bad luck because I was literally about a quarter mile from my house driving when I shouldn't have been going to see a young lady. And uh, it was really late. And I must have, I don't know if I, I fell asleep or whatever. But anyway, I hit a parked vehicle. Thank God no one was hurt but myself. But it ended up being a blessing in the end, other than the fact I broke my C7 vertebrae in three places. And I was in a neck brace and immobile basically for eight weeks and completely unable to do anything physical. Couldn't work, couldn't drive, obviously. Had to, but uh, it's also inspiring the fact I stopped doing any drinking or anything like that as well. But I had done like one of my uh, first or second cycles the year before and lost every ounce of muscle I had, which is, you guys know what it's like. I heard on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, someone say the longest they'd went without working out. Was it, was it you, Steve, that said two weeks was the longest you'd went without working out? Yeah. Yeah. I said I'd go crazy Man. if I went without working dude, out. Yeah. Dude, eight to 10 weeks of no exercise whatsoever. It was absolute torture. It was just awful. I probably weighed 165 pounds towards the end, just scrawny, like miserable, but slowly uh, got back into it as soon as the uh, doctor said I was able to, started training, and it w- really wasn't too long until I was able to do the real compounds like deadlifts and you know squats and everything, got back into it, and what, since I've been lifting since I was 15, I'm 34. I didn't uh, wait too long to start a little bit of testosterone, a little bit of DECA, and uh, I did a short cycle, put on like some nice thighs right away, did a little PCT, held on to it for a while, kept it getting some steady gains, and for a while now I've been doing another cycle, and at the last time I weighed myself, I was 210, and um, probably more lean than I've been since I was probably 18 at 34. I, I just basically, after my accident, had the near-death experience and everything with a broken neck, could have been paralyzed. God knows what could have happened. I could be in jail for doing something horrible. Stopped drinking. So did you, uh, so did you lose and, consciousness? Did you lose consciousness when you had oh, the yeah. accident? You ended up so, in the hospital? Honestly, oh, yeah. Honestly, the worst part, like the worst part, even worse than the broken neck, the concussion, I've never had one, was so bad. I barely remember the first month. Like I was slurring my words. Like I had such a bad traumatic brain injury that like, I just, I don't remember a whole lot of it. Like it was just, it's a, it was a really serious. Yeah. Really I just got to ask this one thing. Did the doctor say um, that you were supposed to die in that accident or did he say you were supposed to get paralyzed or anything like that? Did he say he you said, were I, I said. <laughs> He said I was about a half an inch from severing my spinal cord, to be perfectly honest. So wow. I think that means death. Yeah. 
Yeah, so obviously it's kind of hard not to take that as a uh, a sign to change your life and, you know, get your shit together and get healthy and, you know, see what your body's capable. That's why I've been pushing myself so hard this past, you know, since October and really seeing what my body's capable of. And I've been, I got married recently. I've been, you know, doing, ended up being a blessing in disguise despite all the, the nightmare that comes along with getting a getting like a, an OUI and a, you know, broken neck. But other than that, I mean, it's turned out to be a blessing. Yeah, you could, you could turn any event into something good, no matter how bad it seems at first, if you... Yeah, I mean, I, I could have wallowed in it and cried about it, you know, like a lot of people do and started doing painkillers. But I, I left the hospital, just took ibuprofen. You know, I didn't start taking painkillers or anything. I just... I'm sure they were willing to prescribe to... them for your kind of injury, right? For your type of injury, they were more than willing to prescribe them, I'm sure. Yeah, they were, but honestly, it wasn't even that bad. Like I said, the worst the part was... The choice not to take them. A lot of people get hooked on them really fast. You get hooked on them with That's the That's the reason, dude. Yeah. My area, the heroin epidemic is just so crazy. Like, I just, you know, Lawrence, I have no interest. You guys have uh, Lawrence up there, right? It's where most of the heroin... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to UMass Lowell, so I, was, I lived right next to Lawrence. Yeah, definitely. Now it's it's a big epidemic there in in, in Boston. So I'm glad Absolutely. you saw what was going on in the street. Lots more because they would have prescribed you as much as you wanted with that neck injury, and you could have kicked. Oh yeah, more they would have gave you as much as you wanted. Oh yeah, I probably could have milked this a whole bunch of scumbag ways for <laughs> a long time, but you know it's not really my character. Well, see that that's that's one of those situations where this could have ruined your life if you go on that route but instead you went the other way and you uh took uh you took some something from it you learned something from it and changed your ways for the better yeah That's good. and of course there is repercussions i will be dealing with whether it's financial or auto related but on the other hand a lot more good did come of it so I mean, the financial stuff, for no, nobody, nobody was hurt so you don't have that on your mind and That's the financial mo- stuff the craziest thing the craziest thing is the family who owned the vehicle that I struck was trying to contact me, trying to check on me constantly. And I was so embarrassed. I never got back to them, but they would just, you know, cause they came out apparently and were talking to me waiting for the ambulance and just saw a huge bubble on the back of my neck. Cause it was all spinal fluid collecting on the back of my neck. And they were like, Oh my God, this kid's going to die on our porch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Crazy, in crazy story. Can ever afterwards, or it was just the, the brain injury? No, just the just the the C seven broke three places. Being immobilized in a neck brace for eight weeks. Once I got that off, aside from my neck being really weak for a few weeks, like I really, it doesn't even really hurt when it rains. To be honest, like it's amazing how little actual neck pain I felt from having a broken neck in three places. Wow. So you did physical therapy or what did you do to kind of come back during no. eight weeks? My brother's a physical therapist too. And I, I, I've had no, no need to. He said, try and stay away from the, obviously a bar on your neck or something like that for another four or five weeks. But so I wasn't, you know, barbell squatting 315 right off the bat. But I mean, yeah. after, after a month, I mean, I was doing, you know, bent over rows with 225 and doing squats and deadlifts and back to, you know, doing all the core stuff. I wonder if weight training for all those years actually helped you here. If you were just someone you know who never weight, did they say anything about that? That's a that? good point. No, that's a good point, though. That's a, that's, that's a good point. Because oh. your bones were really super strong, and your bones were able to come back a lot quicker. That, you had that bone memory and that muscle memory. Definitely would help. Yeah, and definitely with the sauce, too, you know, that helps recovery and everything. I, you know, that's a really good point. I never even thought about that. So um, let's talk a little bit about the cycle you're on now, um, which was the original uh, contact here. Uh, the cycle you're on now, and you had some um, questions you wanted us to give you some pointers on your uh, current cycle. Yeah, I was just curious, because I know, Steve, you were a big trend guy for a while from what I've heard. I'd never done trend before. I've done like five cycles. You know, I, I waited, except for taking some D-balls in college, I waited all until I was in my 30s. And uh, most recently, it's been like five to 600 milligrams test a week, um, to, uh, 250 milligrams DECA a week. And the first half of the cycle, because I'm doing like a six-week and then six-week thing, 
which I don't know if, you know, people do. It's just something I'm trying. 300 milligrams of tranacetate a week, 100 milligrams three days a week for six weeks, and which has given me outstanding results. Like, I can't believe how much that, that tranacetate is able to change your body. It's, it's really bizarre. Yeah. And uh, I, think, I think I started with a little Anivar as well, too. Just in the endurance that that gave me right off the bat was just, out, like, unbelievable. And so my plan for, because I have a bunch of, I have more DECA, I have more tests, and I have a Farminol 300 mix, which is like a Nandrolone mix of NPP, DECA, and a couple other Nandrolones. So I was going to, once the trend's gone, jack up the, the Nandrolone to maybe 500 milligrams DECA, five, you know, five, 600 milligrams DECA. And uh, I also have a bunch of boldenone cypionate, and I know that 600 milligrams is the sweet spot for that. So I was thinking the second half of the cycle, you know, do the bold DECA test. And because, you know, I know you're not supposed to run trend for much longer than six weeks, but I want to run, you know, a nice 12, 13, because I'm getting phenomenal results and I'm only halfway through. And I'm just, uh, I don't know if that's a common thing. Do people do like, you know, kind of switch things up halfway through? That's why I've been well, doing me, uh, 250 a DECA just to me, keep the Nandrolone in, in my system. Yeah, let me jump in here and I'll let Rick Rick chime in because Rick, Rick's, been, Rick's been on the forums a long time and he's read a lot of experiences from guys. Leave me my opinion on trend. The thing is with trend, once you get to six, seven weeks on trend, it's great the first four or five weeks. But then when you get to the week six, week seven, it is a phenomenal steroid for sure. And you're going to get tremendous results on it, fast results, you know, across the board. I mean, it's going to make you a yes. beast. But the thing is, once I look you get at it like week, an oral, it's just amazing how fast it works and everything. But the thing is, once you get to week six, week seven, week eight, you just get tired of the side effects. The side effects start really beating the shit out of you, and you're like, I need to get off of this shit. So trying to say, you know, saying you're gonna want to, you want to run it 12, 13 weeks, it, it's just not realistic and it's not healthy because it will destroy your your heart yeah. health. And yep. like no other, and it's so inflammatory in the body because it does, it does create a lot of PGF two A in your body, which is a a very inflammatory um, chemical in your body. So that affects everything from top to bottom. You're gonna have harder time with cardio. You're gonna have a harder time breathing. You're gonna have a harder time. With I did board, notice that. Organ. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's not something you want to. So so maybe you know like. Pump the brakes. The plan a was bit. to just do, yeah. The plan was to just do six weeks, and the reason I was doing the two fifty from the deck up from the beginning was to be able to jack it up after that six weeks while it's still been going in my body. So it's not like I'm just starting fresh at week six. Are, are you? Do you have uh, any more trend now, or are you, you done with it already? Uh, I got about a week maybe left. Okay, and then after that, you're out of trend, right? Yep. Got plenty of plenty of uh, Nandrolone stuff, plenty of bold, plenty of tests. Um, I, I, I don't. Yeah, like Rick, trend. I'm I'm curious what I'm curious what you think, Rick, because I know you've uh, I, yeah, I I've like heard you talk anymore. about a couple of these. Yeah, I don't I don't like yeah, because you I, used I, to get I, the pellets, right? Yeah, I used to I used to extract it from the pellets back in the day, early 2000s. That's the real deal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just uh, it's too harsh for what you're getting out of it. I guess if you're competing at any level, it it can help, but just guys like us, regular guys trying to look good with our shirt off. It's the juice is just not worth the squeeze there. You're, you're going to have a lot of side effects. Some can be um, long lasting. And um, how, uh, how, how many milligrams were you running a week? Like when you were really running it? Uh, the most I did was 150 EOD because it was acetate. It wasn't, um, I wasn't around. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Had, yeah, it was 150 makes EOD. And uh, because it was like 450 ish. Yeah, it, it would leave a big uh, knots on your uh, on the injection site Oof. which you had to rotate because it was you know you extracted from pellets you were still gonna get some some stuff in there no matter what. But it it, it, it I, I, the fourth time that I ran it it started to knock my hair out. I was really stressed out. I was going through a lot and that can already um, knock oh, your yeah. hair out. And then I Dude, went another in, thing from the accident. Sorry to cut you off. The other thing from the accident, I got a huge scar on the middle of my head. So since then I've shaved my head. So that's no longer been a worry. Thank God. <laughs> Luckily, I'm pulling off the shaved head beard look. 
Yeah, it's a lot of us out there like that. <laughs> yeah, man, it's the way to go. Yeah, I don't, you know, so if you're out of trend, I, I personally wouldn't recommend you or I don't recommend anybody use it anymore. And again, look, if you're a competitor and you have to, you have a certain date, you have to be in a certain weight or a certain look by, I get it. But just for uh, just regular looking good, it's just not, it, my opinion, it's just not worth it. Uh, even when you're taking well, it, like Steve was saying, about week four, week five, uh, the side effects really start to pour on. And it's just that's not exactly That's exactly where I always planned to stop. I was just curious what you guys thought would be like the optimal second half as far as doses of like DECA, NPP, um, Boldenone, Cipionate especially. You're, like you're, not on six, t, six, not, you're not on TRT, right? You're going to cycle on, cycle off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you got to remember with DECA, it's a long ester. We're talking 15-day half-life on that thing. So it's going to take a solid six weeks to be even out of your system. So if you're going to add yeah, it, okay. if you're going to, let's say you do the DECA to, to week 12 and you stop the DECA, you're talking 18 weeks where you are going to be shut down and that's going to be hard as to opposed recover. to As opposed to saying, tests is like two. No, no, but people do right? that all the time. When people run DECA, they run it for 12 weeks. I mean, that's, some people yeah. even run it like longer than that. But I'm just saying, if you're going to be cycling these harsh steroids, you have to keep in mind you're going to have to take time off to allow your HBTA to recover. Unless you're on TRT, you don't care. But if you want to keep a healthy HBTA, like I cycle on and off. What I do, I'm very conservative. I'll run one or two cycles a year. Very, very conservative. Um, like you know, fall, when I used to, summer, or something like that? Fall and summer well, or something maybe Well, like I'm that? saying if I run a 12-week cycle, I'm going to make sure I'm off for like 25 or 30 weeks so I can kind of get my HBTA back back full, fully healthy again and functioning. So you want to keep that in mind. So don't get too greedy um, on the cycle. Another I know, thing, I know. Another thing very important I, with anandrolone is you need to run a DHT derivative with it um, because like nandrolone, yes, proviron is perfect for it because nandrolone, yeah, they convert to DHN, dihydronandrolone in the body. So that swamps yep. your DHT. So that will, that gives you the deca dick. When you are yep. on, when you come off, that's very common. So to prevent the deca dick, one of the tricks is running a DHT derivative while you're on. And you mentioned you wanted to one, run Winstrol to finish your cycle. That would work as a DHT derivative. But Rick oh, and I were really? Yeah, but Rick and I were talking about that pre-show, and a lot of competitors are run Winnie to kind of finish off the cycle because they want to dry out. But you're not monetizing the cycle you're not going to get photos where you're submitting it to be a model or anything. You're not going to be competing, yeah, yeah. right? So really there's yeah, no Yeah, I point. just want to see what I'm capable of, yeah, basically. Yeah, so, so really like to finish it off with Winstrol, which is a very, very harsh steroid, there really isn't a point to dry you out. So I would consolidate things. Um, I talked to Rick about this pre-show. That was my opinion on your cycle. Maybe consolidate things a little bit. Maybe run a low amount of tests. If you want to run the DECA, that's fine. Run the DECA and then, you know, finish off the trend and then let the test and DECA continue the rest of the cycle along well, with Proviron instead of starting to add EQ and adding this and adding that and adding Winston. No, I, I've, I've, been, I've been running the DECA since day one with the test, but just yeah. 250 a week. And um, this was my plan. I just wanted to see what you guys thought of it was to maybe run DECA till week 10 and just increase it a little bit after the trend and uh, uh increase the boldenone because i've only i've done maybe like nothing like 100 milligrams of bold type twice a week just to get it in my body while i was on the the trend but i was thinking deca till week 10 boldenone till the end and test till week 12 or 14 and then just try and you know do proper I, I would, PCT. I would. I would do stick with the DECA and then just swap in Proviron instead of worrying about the EQ. Save the EQ for next cycle because DECA and, and EQ are both mild compounds. They kind of there's no yin and yang there. So you're running the test, which is your androgen. You're running the DECA, which is your uh, mild compound, the slow builder, and then you're running the Proviron, which is your DHT derivative. So it's kind of a yin and yang when you do that. It's you know really. Yeah, I worry about the eq uh, because there's really like there's no point save the eq for next cycle like you know what i'm saying that's 
that's my that's how I would do it. What do you I think? Got a different idea. What do you think's um, more what, what do you think's more me... effective? Because I, I I know uh EQ is supposed to be more you know, safe as far as sides. Would you, would you, you know, uh, let maybe... me ask you a question, buddy. Just uh, you have you said you have now on you got the test, you got the EQ and you got Decker, right? Anything else you'd have to go get because you're out of trend, you don't have the windstroll, you don't have the proviron, correct? I don't have the Winstrel yet. The the Proviron should be here this week. Uh, I have everything else. The NPP, the Deca Mix, Deca. With, I have with what you have. The way I would run what you have right now is this: I try to I try to stay under a gram a week, under a thousand megs a week. I would run the Testy at around five to six hundred, and then I would run each the Deca and the EQ at between 250 to 300 a piece. So you get a total of about okay. a thousand, a thousand mix and just run those three. I like that combination quite a lot. It's my favorite combination has been EQ, DECA and, and testosterone. Really? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's, Look, that's, the, the, that sounds the num- very practical. The number one most uh, popular cycle has always been Dianable DECA testosterone. You know, it's been yeah, the number one cycle. Yeah. And the EQ is basically the, the same uh, dianable hormone. The difference is that it has an ester chain instead of uh, being a 17 alkali. So basically it's same kind of hormone, just a different, uh, you, I guess you could call it a different delivery. So um, I like that cycle when you quite say, a bit. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I, but when you say Winstrel's harsh though, like uh, because – it would be orals with my supplier. He does do like 25 milligram caps as opposed to like, I'm not, I'm not doing, you know, injectable Winstrol. I've just heard nothing but bad shit about it. And I don't want to do it every day. But, it's the uh, same thing. The oral injectable is the same thing at the end of the day. The thing, the thing about Winstrol is that if you look at the literature in the past, they rated it as low side effect because they went off of how, much does this aromatize and yes winstrel does not aromatize so you're not going to get the estrogen side effects that's what guys based on back in the 80s and 90s that's all they looked at that's not all they looked at but that's one of the main because they didn't have ais at the time so nobody back then wanted to get bitch tits that was like if you got bitch tits everyone would make fun of you in the gym whatever yeah we have ai so the thing with winstrel it strains the shit out of your cholesterol we know that I mean, you can run it for two weeks, three weeks, go take your cholesterol, and you'll see that. It strains your heart. It strains the shit out of your liver very harshly. It, it burns the shit out of your head hair, which for you is not an issue. But for people like me who have head hair, it is. And then the, the maybe the worst part of it, too, is what it does to your joints and what it does to your prostate. I heard that. It, it will my, my supplier actually said – my supplier said the same thing. He said he can't stand the way Winstrol makes him feel, and he much prefers Anivar. I got headaches on Winstrol, too, and I never get headaches. So that tells you how much really? shit stresses your body. I'm, not a, I'm, I'm personally not a fan of Winstrol, but you may like it. I don't know. You may, you are you an Anivar like fan? I, I am a fan of Anivar and T-Bowl. Those are my two favorite orals. T-Bowl especially. Oh, T-Bowl. I'm a cheap fuck. T-Bowl's so T-Bowl. nice. Yeah, T-Bowl's nice. I love T-Bowl, yeah. T-Bowl's good for cutting like that, too. Yes, it is. T-Bowl has very low side effects. Yeah, it's and it doesn't aromatize, so it's really good. It's really good for that. You don't want to. What kind of what kind of doses you run for something like that usually? Well, for T-Bowl, 30, 40 milligrams a day is is an excellent dose. I'm conservative when it comes to steroids. Some guys will run 50, 60 milligrams. I like to run 30, 40, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. So it's a fantastic oral. And it's got low side effects. It is liver toxic, though. So you want to make sure that you run your N2 guard when you're, when you're using anything yep. liver toxic. True. Okay. Great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I forgot about T-Ball. Yeah, when, when, I, when I saw the, what you sent us in an email, you were proposing taking something like a 600 megs of combined um, DECA. And I would advise against it, especially taking the same amount of DECA and test one-to-one. You could go about avoiding DECA dick two ways. One, I like to run testosterone at twice the amount of the DECA, of the nandrolone, and that'll, that'll usually do the trick. That's been pretty classic. Steve also suggests uh, use a proviron, but then, you know, you get into deeper water. Now you have to um, watch your liver and, and you're adding another, another steroid on there. I think with three steroids, you've got plenty. Three steroids, keep them under, under a gram. You're, you're not competing. You're trying to just look good and make good progress. That should be plenty. 
if you're having trouble getting to where you want to go with your physique at a, at a gram of steroids a week, three different ones, you need to look at your training and your diet and all these other things first then because uh, a gram is plenty for anybody to make some great progress on. So um, I would, What you did know, you say for, for doses of EQ and DECA? I would, do, your, I, I would do EQ and DECA, I would run it at 250 to 300 a piece. 250 to 300 piece. You got a little 50 make boogle room there. With the testosterone, uh, you want to run it five to 600 a piece. So, um, yeah, I've been doing like 625, can, something like that. Let's say you do, um, you know, you do a 500 uh, test or 600 test and then just run the deck at 200 and then uh, EQ at 300. And that's plenty, dude. That's uh, a gram combined. You're going to grow in that. You have to grow in it. Otherwise, there, there's some. Yeah. Some other issues. I mean, a gram is plenty for anybody, especially a guy who you're not, you're not competing, buddy. This is not, you don't have a certain yeah, date no, you're to right. be a certain way by. You could take, you could take your you're sweet right. ass time with it. And look, you look good now. Looking at your stats, you, you got to be lean. So um, take your sweet ass time with it. Just take your time, make it a, make it a marathon. Would you guys basically advise against ending it with the oral altogether, basically? I would, you know what? Look, my opinion on it is this, buddy. I would take a little bit of time off. I would cut it a little bit short, take some time off and, and save some of that oral for later. I, I think you get to a certain point where you just start to, to waste money <laughs> because you, you know, you're you right. Make, you're right. You can, you can only make so much progress in a certain amount of time. I like to just squeeze as much as I can out of the smallest doses you, you can. That's, that's the way you should no, play. You're right. I, 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 I think I needed to hear that too. You're right. And you're using it becomes a waste, AI money, on, waste of money at time, yeah. You're using an AI on this cycle, correct? Oh, yeah. I'm doing a half a milligram of Aremidex uh, every day. I don't know if that's much, but that's what I've been doing every other day. Yeah, that might that, – you said half a day? A day? I've been doing, yeah. doing half a day. It's half every other day better. Okay. Well, I mean, it just depends. Everyone's different. It just depends on how much test you're running, how much DECA you're running. DECA doesn't aromatize – as much as tests. So if you're running a high dosage of tests, then you want to basically, you know, make sure that's balanced, but blood work is going to be the key. You want to make sure you get blood work. You don't want your, your uh, estrogen levels too low and you don't want it too high. You want it, you want it balanced. So don't drop it too low. Don't overdose the AI too much. Cause the thing I see most commonly is a half a mil every other day. And that's, that's just what I see the most. I don't know if, if you guys, personally you know stick to something like that or if you do a half a day i don't know what's some of it you got to play it a little bit by how you feel and how you look and if you can get tests done every so often but you know there's been times when you have to you have to do a little bit more just because you're retaining water and, and you can tell estrogen is getting is getting high you might have a little bit of sensitivity around your nipples and you could tell and there are times when you you know, you're going to feel brittle. You're going to start flushing water. You're going to feel your, your joints uh, hurt you. And you know, estrogen is kind of low. And again, you can always follow it up with a blood test, but you have to kind of play it, play it by ear. Now, from what you're describing, you yeah, have a MIG, um, ED, EOD. You could, um, you know, just, you really have to kind of go on what you feel on that one. Um, yeah, maybe I'll try that for a week or so and see how it feels. Yeah, they don't have yeah, an endless supply of the tabs either. Everybody's different, so it'd be hard to tell you straight up if you need. Yeah, of course. Uh, every day or every other day, you really have to go by feeling and how you look and how, how everything's working. Of course, yeah. Yeah, no, blood work. Advice, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I called because I mean, the, especially the especially since the trend's about to run out. I mean, hearing you know that it's best to, especially because I got that weird. Farminol 300 NPP Deca mix, like with the, putting that in together with regular Deca. I mean, that's I don't want to Deca Dick and all that other stuff has been a big fear. So I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to go crazy with yeah. that shit. Yeah, I know it's mean, a lot safer. Rick and I have differing uh, opinions. Uh, we gave you some differing opinions. I know. We both I agree. Heard, heard, you need to consolidate. The, the cycles no matter what cons we both agree you need to consolidate things instead of just adding stuff throwing stuff in just for the hell of it and and you know switching stuff up and stuff just try to you know treat this as a long-term marathon because a lot of guys want to build rome in one cycle and it's just you're at, yeah i know i know you're right and then the next time you know you learned from your last one exactly. like i said it's and only it's only my my fourth i mean i mean yeah. i'm gonna do a couple more at least 
and I'm going to learn for each time. I mean, yeah. every, every compound is new to me. So, you know, and I would suggest not running trend over and over and over again, because it speeds the body, your body down so much that you will basically end up injured because you're so fucking strong on trend. I know and, your body can't and, keep up with it. I know exactly. You'll start and aggressive out too in the gym. Yeah. And you'll be cheating honestly, on your fiance. You'll be cheating on your wife, fiance. <laughs> this shit makes you, you honestly know, go, go crazy. To, to be perfectly honest, I just wanted to try it once. And it's not something I'm dying to do again, even though the results are fantastic. I, the aggression is a little much and I haven't had horrible sides at 300 a week, but it's not something I'm planning to do again anytime soon. I loved what I got from it, but, and it's no doubt, you know, a great thing that's extremely powerful, but not something I'm going to rush to do again. Yeah. If I even do it again, I'm, I'm, I'm very active. I love to do a lot of outdoor stuff. And I, right now I stay away from it. Boom. Back in the day when I was just in the gym, a gym rat, just lifting every day, like a gorilla. I loved it. So it just depends on oh, your yeah. lifestyle and stuff. But I love doing stuff, especially now in the summer, love going to the beach and swimming and kayaking and all that stuff. So it's, um, I like to do cardio, so it doesn't fit my lifestyle now. So yeah, it just depends on cardio. Your, yeah, it depends on your goals. Yeah, I think, you know, nowadays, I think um, after so many years in this, I think you, there are no really specific cutting or bulking agents. I think you can cut up pretty good on, on DECA and, and testosterone, if that's what, if, what your diet and your training reflects. And you can bulk and gain mass on, on Anavar and Primobolin if, you know, if you're eating that way and you're training that way. So, um, you're right. you know, yeah, just having those hormones in your system that are well beyond what your natural body can produce, uh, you're already at an advantage. And then it's just your diet and your training, which, which brings it in. Now, we're ta I'm talking about guys like us, guys who are going to stay in, you know, between 8, 9 to 12% body fat. When you're, you know, when you're getting to, to comp competitions and you're trying to get to 5%, 4%, then you, you definitely would want to have a Winstrol or a Trembolone instead of a DECA, instead yeah. of a testosterone a when you get part, down that yeah. way. Yeah. But if we're talking yeah. about, you know, 9%, 10 11% body fat, you can just get there and look shredded and look hard on, on DECA yeah. and, and That's testosterone. That's a lot more than the average guy. You're, you're right. Absolutely. You're, right. you're so, totally right. So I just, I just, my opinion for us now is just focus on, on that first. And, and that's why I asked, what do you have? You know, I'm not going to tell you, go, go, go and buy this, go and buy that. Now, what do you have? You got test, you got uh, DECA, you got, um, you got EQ, EQ. Boom. Two, two, yep. two parts, two parts test, one part DECA, one part EQ. You're good to go for one gram. Yeah. You're going to grow like a weed on that. Yeah. I think I'm convinced that I, I think the windstroke can wait till next time, you know, but yeah, so I'm glad I asked. I'm gonna send you. Uh, I'm gonna send you some uh, N2Guard and some AC generators a gift for your cycle, and uh, I'll really? send you some instructions on how to how to incorporate it. Yeah, absolutely. I've man. been You're dying to try that shit, man. I've been dying to try that stuff. Oh, too. you're gonna love it. You'll I love really it. appreciate it. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll make sure to get that to you, and I'll, I'll tell you how to best use it uh, for your cycle. I'll get you a bottle of each, and uh, you can you oh. can hold that and use it right right at the end for for PCT. Awesome, man. That's awesome. And do you use HCG? Like, what do you what do you think would be the best CT PCT for this this type of cycle? That's my last question. Uh, have you done? And I, you've, you've cycled before. What would your other PCTs look like before? And what results do you have? Uh, Clomid, uh, Teremaphine the last couple times, and I think I used Proviron. Uh, Proviron. Pro, what the fuck you say? Proviron. Proviron last time. Just as a little bit the first couple of weeks, just because some juice head in the gym said it, you know, it was good to hang on to gains. I used that for like two weeks, just like 25 mil megs a day. And I got pretty good, pretty good results from that. But um, I don't know. I, I never did HCG and it's just, as people have been telling me about it. And, but I was thinking I was going to stick to Clomid. If I can get the, the DECA out of my system, because I know you're not supposed to do Novadex necessarily with Trent or Nandrolone. Uh, if I can, I was going to do Nova and Clomid and I don't know. What, what Provider, I recommend, unless you guys are, what like, I recommend that, I don't know. For, for a base of a PCT is your CIRM, a 
okay? Run your CIRM. You can run Clomid. You can run Novadex. You can run Terumphane. But run your CIRM, low dose. I see these on the, on the internet. People sent, telling people to run two, 300 milligrams a day of Clomid. Or 50, yes, 60 me too. It's so confusing. No, it's don't so listen. They're like, day don't one, take 300. I'm like, what? No, you're going to feel like shit on it. Run a, a, a low dose. Um, no like more than 25, day or so? no more than 25 milligrams a day of Clomid and no more than, wow. than 10 that. that's plenty because they have long time. And then run a strong testosterone booster, like N2 generate, which we're going to send you AC generate N2 oh. generate. We're going to send that to you oh, that's- run that with it because that's going to offset the side effects that you'll get from those CIRMs. That's a base of a PCT. Do not run HCG and PCT because ACG is going to suppress. I didn't want to either. It's going to yeah. suppress your pituitary glands. And then the provirin, some guys, Rick and I were talking about this pre-show. I've seen blood work from guys who've run provirin at a very low dose that did not get suppressed on it. But I've also seen guys run it and, and get suppressed. So that's up in the air. I don't, I'm, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Once if they got to come in, I'd rather use it at the end of the cycle anyway. If, if yeah, you guys are I generous mean, enough to send me the stuff to take with the yeah. uh, the serums, but I'd much rather do that anyway. Some guys, some guys run the cardarine, some guys run the austrine, but the base of a good PCT is your serum and your oh, course, yeah. natural test booster, and that will that will work perfectly for you. So run the N2 guard on cycle, and then run that AC generate N2 generate what we're sending you for PCT along with your serum. That's a good base. And then your body will recover, assuming you didn't go into cycle with a bad HPTA. Because, you know, you, oh. did you run blood work before your cycle? I did not, no. Yeah, so we don't know. Your HPTA could have been shit before you started your cycle. I know, I know. So that's, I have, you know, but... you've been using steroids for, you know, four or five cycles already, your, your HPTA. Go ahead, Rick. And at this point, you got to wait until uh, after PCT is done to get the blood work because – Whatever blood work you've be done now, now. is yeah. going to look it's crazy. It's going to be garbage. Yeah, it's going to yeah. look crazy. So <laughs> it's going to be all you, over the place. You want to wait until PCT is done with. And, and yeah, look, at Clomid and uh, N2 Generate, AC Generate, as we used to call it, it's, it's a great stack. It's, a, it's great for uh, well, testosterone production. Two, two. And you feel great on it. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. But, like, one more time. Well, like, I'm talking day one, you said 25 of Clomid, not even 50? Because everything on the internet I'm reading is fucking way off, if that's, if that's accurate. I've done as much as 100 megs of Clomid, never going over that. Um, I'm fine with just 25 to 50 megs of Clomid a day. It, I never needed much like, more than that, especially with AC Generate. Don't, don't need any more than that. Same thing for four weeks, or you lower it, or you taper, or? I do, I do, I do six weeks on, on, on okay. that. Okay. Yeah, six six weeks, two weeks after your last injection, go six weeks. Yep. That's gonna prevent you from crashing. PCTs to prevent a crash. Then your body will yep. recover from there. And you can take more into you can take the A N2 generate, AC generate after that, get another bottle and run it continuously to kind of make you feel better. It's not gonna interfere with your natural testosterone production. It's just going oh, to make you I, feel better I, and kind of boost I things. Absolutely more. will. You see what I'm saying? I absolutely right, will. But like so one last so four question. weeks to the same thing. Yeah, about six week PCT. Six and then you can do another four weeks of the N2 generate. Beautiful. So we're gonna send you those. One last question before we let you go. New England Patriots, are they gonna win the Super Bowl again? Because you're in Boston. Oh, do you have to ask? I mean, come on. Like <laughs> <laughs> I All know right, you guys don't want to hear this, but what are you going to yeah. do? I mean, I'm sorry. Well, I'm what are we going to do? Fan, I mean, it's, so it's the I'm Patriots. It. Tom Brady needs to retire already. So, you All know right, what? Buddy, we, uh, I, uh, whatever. <laughs> you have, if, you have no, if you have any more questions, buddy, I don't want, we don't want to cut you off. you have any more questions? Go ahead. No, no, no. You guys have helped me so much. I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate everything. All right, buddy. We no appreciate problem, you to help. In. We appreciate you guys calling in. Um, guys, if you guys want to call in too, contact me, Steve SMI, on the forums. We'd love to have you on. For Steve Smee, Rick, and our guest, Seth, from Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, this baby. Another, this is another episode of Evolutionary Radio. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. Good day.
Big, what's up, guys? I'm Louis Shout Out or a podcast coming your way. We're up to 282, guys. Today, we're going to talk about Toronto Bowl. And then the next episode will be 284. We're going to talk about testosterone again. It'll be the part two episode. We did part one previously. And then the one right before this was 280. That was Decadura Bowl. And so if you have not listened to those, I um, recommend going back and listening to those great information in those podcasts. So this one, guys, is Turinobol. Um, You probably know this as T-Bowl, T-B-O-L. That's the slang term for it. And T-Bowl is a really cool oral steroid. Um, it's a derivative of Dianobol, D-Bowl. But the difference is it doesn't aromatize into estrogen. And there's also a lot of different uh, things about it um, that are really, really cool. And we're going to talk about it on this podcast. One of the nice things about it is it's very cost efficient. And it's a pretty, really, really cool steroid. One of my personal favorite orals. So let's talk about this. Uh, Rick, how's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? So guys, so yeah, we're doing uh, T-Bowl today. How, how do you pronounce it, Steve? I like to call it Turinable. How do you, what do you call it? Turinable. I call it <laughs> Turinable. We'll, we'll figure it out. So um, yeah, it's a great steroid, great uh, information behind it, good history. Uh, let's get started in the history. Turinable was developed by Jenna Pharma. This is a pharmaceutical company out of Eastern Germany, right after uh, Second World War. Jenna Pharma patented the hormone in 1961, and it became available for clinical use in 1965. Like Steve said, uh, the product is just uh, basically take the, they took the idea of Dianabol, which was already widely in use, and they modified the structure so that the steroid won't interact with aromatase enzyme, won't turn into estrogen, and it also won't turn into uh, DHT, it won't interact with the reductase enzyme either. So you cover both ways. It won't become an estrogen it won't, and it won't become a stronger, more androgenic steroid either. And uh, that was the modification that took place. And they basically, this drug was, was given almost force you can say, to a lot of German athletes. Over 10,000 of them are estimated to have used the drug from about 1968 all the way through about all the way through about 1989. And then uh, after uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the doping program was uh, exposed. It was, I think it was called a state plan topic, uh, something, some number. And it was just a, a secret doping program going on in East Germany using mainly trainable. Uh, some of it was given to athletes unbeknownst to them of what they were actually taking. They were just told they were taking some vitamins and told they had to take it. And it was Turinable. Interesting side note there about Genophon and Turinable. It was the first original product they developed. They actually came up with this hormone on their own. They came right out of their, uh, right out of their lab. And uh, years and years later, Genophon had to pay a big settlement to a lot of the athletes that sued the company for their involvement and their being doped by the by the powers that be there in East Germany. So it's a really interesting little side note there that Jenna Farmer had to later come back and, you know, make good with athletes that were given their product without their knowledge and, and real consent because nobody was really informed of the possible side effects. It, it was just about win medals, win medals, let's dominate win medals. And there wasn't a lot of conscience behind it and, and you know, working with these athletes helped. So, um, so yeah, that's about the, that's about really the, the main history of, of Turinable. It was uh, produced by a legitimate pharmaceutical company, believe all the way until 1994. And right around then, it's supposed to have been discontinued as far as I can tell. And uh, it made a real comeback. Turinable made a real comeback years later. After Operation Gear Grinder, when all of the Mexican veterinarian labs started to go out of business, is when we really had the new era of underground labs come about. And the underground labs loved Turinable. It was one of the very first anabolics that they introduced uh, to, the, to the public. One of the very first unique orals that, that were introduced that weren't available through human grade or veterinarian channels. And uh, so yeah, it's a hit for the history of it, guys. Yeah, and what's cool about it, part of the reason for that too, is there are no medical reasons for it. It wasn't developed for medical reasons. And that's kind of cool. It was simply developed to dope. 
I mean, it, it was uh, completely, it's one of the rare unusual steroids that were just plain developed to lift more weight, get more mass, prevent muscle wasting in athletes. So that's kind of the cool thing. Now, what we, we mentioned a couple times, it doesn't aromatize into estrogen. What does that mean? And what this means is you don't have to worry about estrogen-based side effects when you take it by itself, or if you take it with another compound that doesn't aromatize into estrogen. That means you don't have to worry about gynecomastia. You don't have to worry about water retention. You don't have to worry about insomnia as much. You don't have to worry about high blood pressure as much. All those side effects that come with retaining water, that's the cool thing about it. So you don't need to run an, an aromatized inhibitor like Aromacenter or Aromidex with T-Bowl as long as you're not stacking it with a lot of steroids that aromatize. Now let's talk about some of the benefits, guys. One of the cool things about T-Bowl, and it's one of the reasons it's, it, a lot of strength athletes who compete love T-Bowl, is that you get strength boosts without a lot of weight gain. So if you need to make weight, if you're a wrestler who needs to make weight, if you're a power lifter who needs to make weight, et cetera, et cetera, you know, even some of these sports like boxing or MMA, sometimes those guys will use a little bit of it too to get some strength. Um, you're going to get tighter muscles without a puffy look. It does boost strength a lot more than people think. A lot of people think, oh, it's a weak steroid. It's not very androgenic or androgenic at all. It was designed for the East German females, Olympians, yada, yada, yada. So it can't build strength. No, no, no. I actually hit my personal records running T-Bowl as part of my stack. It is a really, really good one. Another good thing it does is it binds to SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin. And that allows you to use it in a stack. Very, very beneficial to do that. It makes the other steroids in your stack work that much better because it's going to increase your free, free testosterone ratio. And it's got low side effects because it's mild. So you don't have to worry about not getting sleep when you take it and not being able to get the results from it. What do you think, Rick? What are some benefits? I like Turinable as opposed to Dianable as a kickstart uh, when I'm trying to stay dry. Like I discussed in previous podcasts, uh, a lot of guys will run Dianable and use an AI with it to avoid estrogen side effects. You should just use Turinable instead. I said it then, I'll say it now. Just use T-Ball. That is your uh, replacement for Dianable when you are concerned about estrogen side effects. And Turinable works great. The, re the effects are comparable. I think the long-term results are also uh, very close. And you see, guys, these hormones, when they enter your body, uh, some of them can be aromatized. They can be turned into estrogen-like hormones by the aromatase enzymes. And when you get something like Turinable, uh, the scientists modified the structure so that it's no longer compatible with the aromatase enzyme. The aromatase enzyme can't attach to it and, and change it in any in any significant way, can't do it. So it stays as a male hormone, never attaching or interacting female uh, receptors, you know, which is the case with Dianabol. It's definitely easy to get, it's available. It's also pretty cheap, a very cheap steroid to, to buy, it's not, not expensive. And, um, you know, a lot of times they'll, they'll change it up, they'll supplement and give you low doses of Turinabol instead of uh, Anavar uh, or Winstrol sometimes because those tend to be more expensive. It's a, it's a good steroid to use. Definitely a great kickstart. It's cheap, and you're also not into the additional cost of going into, um, of going into AIs and such. I personally, having Turinable on hand and being a male, I probably wouldn't really use Anavar or Winstrol because they're more expensive to buy, and they're weaker in the body than T-Bowl at, at the same dosage as I feel like. So I wouldn't really see, I mean, unless I'm going into contest and I'm looking to get, you know, Winstrol dry, um, it's probably not, it's probably best trainable could be the best oral just to use in, in general for, for the most part. Unless again, unless you're looking for a bulk in oral, then you want to look into Dianable Anadrol, but just a good, good dry gains oral or cutting oral, Turinable is, is it, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't step outside of that. So what are the dosages? Um, 
what guys like to use somewhere between 10 to 20 milligrams up to 40, 50, even 60 milligrams would be a, a, a good dosage for a male. In my experience, I've always got really good results somewhere between 20 and 40 milligrams, especially when I'm using it in a stack. Now, females don't exceed 10 milligrams. Really, five milligrams should be plenty for you. Um, just like all anabolic steroids, you don't want to abuse if you're a female. You don't want to abuse if you're a male either. But females can possibly get viralization effects by overdosing teronobol. Remember, it is still derived from male hormones. So don't mess around with it too much if you're a female. Have a lot of respect for it, guys. The thing about teronobol, which is really, really cool, is the half-life. It's got a really, really long half-life. I've seen, I've seen numbers, 16-hour half-life. So what that means is you can dose it once a day, no problem. And also, it will still be in your system once you stop using it for another week, week and a half because of such a long half-life. So have a lot of respect for it. We're going to get into the side effects shortly. But first, Rick, how did you use T-Bowl and how do you recommend to use T-Bowl as part of a stack? You know, I like T-Bowl a lot with, um, with EQ, which I've said is one of my favorite steroids. It also works well with testosterone. Uh, it would definitely work well with DECA, although I haven't tried it with DECA. It's just a good, good steroid. It's a good Kickstarter. When I first started using steroids, uh, T-Bowl was just impossible to come by. You've heard about it, but you didn't think you could get it. And then in the you know late, I would say... Uh, 2007, 2008, Turnable was everywhere. And going into, you know, 2012, 2013, it just became real popular and it's available everywhere. Every source had it. And I just like it. It's dry gains. I felt it gave me a great strength. A lot of the things that I enjoyed from using Trembolone, even you could say, but just not as dramatic, obviously. It's not as, as, as strong. Um, it's not as strong and you can't take it for as long as you would take Trembolone. But yeah, it is like a little baby oral Trembolone that doesn't aromatize, doesn't have all those side effects. Gives you that strength. And that's why I compare it to Trembolone more than Dianamol because you get that dry strength. And that I really liked about it. Easy on the joints, even though you're, you're, you know, your pushing is real easy on the joints. It's just a really good steroid. Uh, you don't have to worry too much about um, hair loss with it. Uh, again, something that I, I like it over trend. It doesn't have the bad side effects of trend. It has some of the same benefits, maybe just not as strong. Would be a good way in my mind to, to, to kind of, it's the way I perceive uh, trainable in my mind when I, when I think about it, when I think about adding it to my stack. It's just that, that strong steroid, obviously, you have to get off of it after four to six weeks, six weeks, six weeks stops because it will affect your liver. It is a, a very strong oral. I obviously took Entogard with it. So took a milk thistle with it definitely on every cycle. And yeah, don't exceed the, the four to six week mark. It's such a good steroid. Won't give you like bad side effects. You won't feel shitty from it that you may be tempted to run it a lot longer than you should, but you really shouldn't run it any longer than that. So uh, for me, three ways that I've ran it that I really think you guys will enjoy. The first way is what Rick, Rick, Rick was talking about, just kickstarting it. If you're running a 12 or 14-week cycle or 10-week cycle, kickstart it the first four to six weeks, 20, 30, maybe 40 milligrams a day at most. That's plenty. Any cycle. It could be test, EQ, Primo, whatever. Any, any injectable cycle, just kickstart it, and you'll, you'll love it. You won't get a boost in side effects. The second way, for those of you who hate injections, T-Bowl with D-Bowl, 20 milligrams of each. I've done that for about five weeks. Great little stack, good yin and yang effect. You won't need an AI, probably, if you do that. So I really recommend that if you just want to want oral only. Make sure you're running your N2 guard. You need your liver support, obviously. Third way, and this is the way I hit my personal records, 200 to 250 milligrams a week of Tren Ace, and then 30 milligrams a day of T-Bowl for six weeks. I know that doesn't sound like a long time, guys, but trust me, you will hit personal records and strength 
on that stack. 30 milligrams of T-Bowl, 200 to 250 milligrams of Trenase for just six weeks. That's it. Six weeks and then stop. Make sure you're in top shape before you start that cycle. Make sure you're peaking your strength. If you're trying to blow through your plateau, I guarantee, I can practically guarantee you will blow your personal records and strength on that stack. And the nice thing about it is it won't be a lot of side effects because it's going to be a very mild compound. You're keeping the trend at a low dose and then the T-Bowl the won't spike your side effects too much. So it's a really, really good stack. Give that a shot next time for those of you who want to just become beasts in the gym. That would be um, something to do. Now let's talk about all the side effects, Rick. Um, you mentioned the liver. So you definitely want to run your liver support. We talked about that, the tilka and the milk thistle. Those are ingredients found in Tugard. But also got to keep in mind, guys, just like all anabolic steroids, Terenobol is going to shut you down. So what that means is that your pituitary glands are going to go dormant. They will not be producing hormones when you're on it. And just like any analog steroid, it'll start shutting you down the first couple of weeks you're on it. So you want to make sure that you're aware of that and you run a good post-cycle therapy after. You always need post-cycle therapy after running any analog steroid. No matter how mild, you should run a post-cycle therapy because you want to protect your gains. So that would be something you definitely have to do. Another side effect, I'm going to let you, Rick, you talk about this is the pumps. And that is something you have to be aware of if you're into sports like boxing, MMA, or running. So Rick, talk about the pumps that you got with T-Bowl. Yeah, it's close to Dianabol for those pumps, man. It's another issue that I had with Dianabol that kept me away from after a while. It's definitely those damn pumps. Like we've said in other podcasts, taurine helps making sure you have proper balance of electrolytes. Coconut water uh, helped me. Massaging. Uh, just anything to relax those muscles. And the main idea is if you're doing any sort of like long distance running, MMA, kickboxing, you know, just anything where those pumps are going to become uncomfortable, CrossFit, you really want to stay with very low doses of Terenable to maybe not use it at all. Yeah, during the time that you're doing uh, that style of training because it will affect you. Also, uh, the strength gains are, are awesome on it. Uh, you want to watch out, obviously, for injuries because uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you really want to push. I mean, it's, it's, you, you're going to know you're, you're on something really strong after about the third week on it. Uh, you're going to be hitting some, you're going to be feeling a lot stronger, a lot more confident, but obviously watch, watch over your joints uh, in that regard. All right, guys. Um, also, detection time. If you are a tested athlete, you have to be careful because it can be detectable um, a couple months or a few months after you stop using it, the metabolites will be left. And if you do uh, have to submit to a test, if you're a tested athlete, there's a good chance you will get busted. So, um, you know, that goes back to the uh, Russians using it during the Olympics. I think that that contributed a lot to T-Bowl. And I think a lot of athletes over the years have used T-Bowl because word of mouth spreads, coaches, run their mouths and that helped Russia a lot after World War II uh, win a lot, win a lot of stuff in the Olympics. And I think that people started just yakking their mouth and a lot of people started using it unaware that they could get busted for it. So you really have to be careful with it. And there's been a lot of professional athletes who, who have been busted for Toronto Bowl over the years. Um, a lot of uh, athletes, especially in uh, East Europe and Russia, who have gotten busted for it. Yeah, look, the, the new era that we're going in and testing, it's going to be pretty hard for anybody to get away with using steroids. They have to know really what they're doing. And just you regular steroids are probably not the best way to go with performance enhancement anymore. Because now they're just going down the tree of metabolites down to, to just minute conversions and finding, you know, the second or third or fourth metabolite down the chain that Terenable or Dianable or any of these hormones will turn into months and months later. And they'll catch you. They will look for these metabolites that would not be in your system unless they started off as that Terenable, as that Dianable, as that steroid you were taking months ago. 
And that's a way that they catch athletes now that were using short acting stuff because a lot of these metabolites will store themselves in your fatty tissue. And as you cycle through your fatty tissue over the months, it'll come back out and start popping out and you'll have small amounts of it in your system. So it's definitely a new era, a new dawn coming in performance enhancement testing. The testing is getting better and better and the science uh, for the testing is, get, is getting better and better. So uh, definitely something to look out for. Those old charts from the old detection times from uh, back in the day, those just don't work anymore. And you know, there's more advanced testing hasn't reached every corner of every sport. Some sports are still staying with the older testing, I think on purpose, but the UFC is a good example where they're now using USADA for their uh, anti-doping uh, policy enforcement and uh, they're catching people. So it's just something to keep in mind uh, for all you uh, guys competing out there. Yeah. The former head, he was a former head of the anti-doping center from Russia, the uh, world anti-doping agency, the WADA. And he actually, his name was Grigory Rachenikov. And if you guys can read about it, it's kind of fascinating. He came up with a way to kind of catch people using T-Bowl way after they stopped using it. And he, they started using his system actually recently since 2016. And a lot of athletes specifically from Russia, Ukraine, and Bolera. So those East European countries and those old USSR um, satellite states, they were a lot of weightlifters that were using it, both males and females. And then sprinters also love T-Bowl. Long distance runners, you don't want to use T-Bowl because of the pumps, but the sprinters love it. The weightlifters love it because like I said, at the start, it doesn't fuck with your weight. So you can hop on it at a low dose. You weigh say 150 pounds. You're trying to make that weight class, 150 pound weight class or 155 pound weight class you know, you, you will stay, you will stay at that way. You won't balloon 10, 15 pounds like you would taking D-ball. So it is really, really cool. It's a really cool steroid. And I think it's a little underappreciated, underrated out there. And it's dirt cheap. Um, any source, underground labs, any sources out there, guys, they will sell T-ball. So if you haven't tried T-ball yet, it may be something that you're interested in. Anything else to add, Rick, before we finish up? You know, many of you guys probably have tried T-Bowl, but you thought you were using Anavar or Winstrel, maybe, you know? They'll uh, use smaller doses and, and switch them out because you tend to be able to get uh, produced D-Bowl cheaper than you can Anavar or Winstrel nowadays. Um, have, you, have you seen that in, in our prices out there, Steve? Am I still correct or is my info on, or is outdated on it? But I think... Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of guys have probably used turnable unbeknownst to that that was what they were uh, using. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's it's cheap. Uh, it's not as cheap as D bowl, but it's pretty fucking cheap. So you can definitely cheaper get it. Than, cheaper than Anavar Winshaw, right? Absolutely, yeah. Of course, yeah. You could see how how scummy sores would send somebody, uh, you know, five uh, mg uh, tabs of ball and tell them you know these are uh or anabar yeah they, they believe it or not they still do that but sometimes the source won't even know so <laughs> they're just getting it from uh, their own place and then they're reselling it so yeah you gotta trust your source at the end of the day guys uh, you gotta trust your source on this stuff look any good source that, that keeps a good chemist around think i'll be able to know if it's the right shit just by looking at it these powders have a certain look and smell a certain taste so uh, when they substitute to me i think the sources has to know because the materials look look different there's some of them that, that look a lot a lot alike but man they're they're somewhat different so you know sources should know I, I think a lot of them just substituted being real real scummy and uh, probably a lot of women out there have used serenable thinking they were using anabar as well so yeah it's real cheap to to get it it's one of the ones that i it's one of the steroids that I'm pretty confident I can get cheap. And it's just a great, it's a great one to use with, with testosterone, with Becca, with pretty much anything. It's a good, good steroid. Um, I mean, I can't say enough about it. All right, guys. Look, you guys got a lot of information in this podcast. If you have any further questions, hit me up, Steve SMI on the evolution.org forums. Next podcast, like we said at the start, is going to be part two 
of testosterone. We're going to hit that and, and answer up all your remaining questions. All right, guys, have a good evening. Have a good evening, Rick. Talk to you guys. Hey guys, uh, uh, before we go, a small confession. Uh, we had a little bit of an internet issue. So about, about 15 good minutes of the testosterone podcast uh, was inaudible. You couldn't, you couldn't understand any of it. So I, we ended up clipping that out and we ended up with a very short podcast missing a lot of information on testosterone. So this is why we decided to throw part two in there right away so that our part two podcast get, will really help us get that information that we were forced to clip out because of the sound issues. We'll be able to put it back in there now. Yeah, guys, that will be 284, podcast 284. So this is podcast 282, Toronto Ball, guys. Check it out. Give it a shot. Hit me up. Let me know how you like it. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.